0: I'm your host, Autumn Champong. On this podcast, I will share stories from my life and conversations with friends about living on mission in the in-between spaces of life. We all know that in seasons of joy and sorrow, excitement and fear, worry and peace, the both and, God can use and grow us in some pretty beautiful ways. I hope you will join in listening as we go on a journey through the in-between together. On today's show, I talk with missionaries, Matthew and Hannah Van Mulligan. After serving here at City of Refuge Ministries in Ghana, West Africa, for the past eight months, Matthew and Hannah are preparing to return to their home in Canada. Come and join us as Matt and Hannah share their hearts about living missionally. We want to welcome Matthew and Hannah to the podcast, and we are in a series on missional living, which just means living with the mission of Jesus in mind and what that looks like in our different in-between seasons of life. So I'd love for them to just introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about who they are. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, hello, Um, my name is Matthew, and um, I am 27 years old. Um, Me and my wife, we live in Saskatchewan, Canada, so some Canadians, um, and yeah, uh, I work as a civil engineer back home, by trade. Go
2: ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hi, my name is Hannah, um, in Saskatchewan, <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
0: I work as a social worker. What? How did God lead you guys into missions this year?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, so we've been married for three years. Um, as of this past May. So, we actually had our third year anniversary while overseas on missions. It's um, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a unique anniversary. But, yes. um, yeah, Hannah can maybe share about how we got into missions.
2: Yeah, so it kind of started um, looking into it as partnering with my school to do it, schooling. Um, but it quickly changed based on conversations with our church and other mentors in our life um, and COVID <laughs> that mm-hmm. uh, the timing was to be different and to just be focused on missions. So not trying to
0: partner it with any sort of schooling requirement.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, um, when you guys were praying about, yeah, not really partnering that with mm-hmm. anything, what did that, what did that look like? Like, how did God begin to lead mm-hmm. you guys into saying, okay, let's not add school into this mix, and mm-hmm. let's let's look at it as a mission opportunity?
1: Yeah. yeah, I think he he helped us make the decision. He made it, I think, clear for us, um, mi- primarily because of um, through schooling they weren't sending um, international uh, practicum no, placements sense, for yeah. because of COVID at the time. Um, and this was probably a year prior to coming. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, that kind of closed that door. And I think we are very, very grateful and thankful that um, it wasn't in conjunction with schooling because it kind of just shifted our focus to yeah, be more focused um, solely on missions and not trying to do the two things at once.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. So thinking back about before you came to Ghana, Hannah, you were a student and you're working full time. So what does it look like to live a missional life while working and being a student?
2: Uh, I'll take it first, but um, in school, I found uh, I would often try to I was pretty open, I guess, with my faith, whether that was with um, professors or other classmates or um, and in my papers, um, making sure people knew I was coming from a perspective as a Christian. Um, and then I think just day-to-day, day, like uh, serving in our local church and uh, Matt, do you want to mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think we, before we came, we were um, pretty involved with our local church community. Um, Yeah, just like kind of attending church weekly, but also serving and kind of helping out with um, their young adults groups. And Hannah helped out um, with um, the children's ministry a little more than I did. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, just being a part of the church and um, those people. Um, Yeah, and I think another kind of part of that, of what missional living looked like for us before we came. We were um, involved in like giving financially to our local church, um, which we, we thought uh, as a couple was really important to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, giving kind of to missions abroad, whether that be um, to some friends who are a pastor and church planner in the States, or um, some other friends that are overseas. In missions in different countries so Mm -hmm. um, yeah that's kind of how we were doing missional living prior to going Mm -hmm. on missions overseas.
0: That's awesome and you guys both met through Mm -hmm. kind of a missions (laughs) organization with your schools right? I mean a Christian organization through Mm -hmm. your schools too.
2: Yeah so we met through Athletes in Action which is um, under crew I think for the US Mm -hmm. but Yeah, uh, kind of a varsity, athletic, Christian
0: group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just having that history of Mm -hmm. service and Christian living and, like, wanting to do missions just in your day-to-day life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what grew the desire to do something Mm -hmm. internationally. Mm -hmm. Had you guys ever traveled internationally before, like, done international missions previously?
1: Yeah, um, I had done it, done some um, with my church youth group um, for my summer after grade 12. Um, we went to Ecuador for, I think it was just 12 days. Okay. Um, but yeah, I kind of did some work there um, in Quito, the capital, and then in some of like the smaller villages in the jungles there.
0: Oh, very cool. So that was mm-hmm. a pretty,
1: a very, very cool experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah,
2: and for me, uh, in high school as well, I participated in a short term to um, Tijuana, Mexico. And I think uh, when we were reflecting on some of these questions for today, we... At Caravan Ministries in Tijuana, shout out. Um, they they did a lot of training as a part of the short term. Mm-hmm. So I always remember painted on the wall was go send or disobey. And I think it really oh, wow. like <laughs> influenced. So when we were thinking about it, it was like, okay, so we were sen- we've been a part of sending. We've been a part of now going. And I think that's always kind of the way that, I don't know, it influenced me a lot to kind of do a quick check of, okay, am I a part of missions
0: all the time Mm -hmm. in some sort of capacity? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that obedience is so key. (laughs) It was key for me too in my, like, call to come to Ghana. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's a huge component. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, And then I also, I guess I did a... a short term stint uh, in between my diploma program and then going into social work I took a year and went to uh, Camden, New Jersey to do some inner city ministry um, which uh, I I went through the same church that Matt and I are still being sent by so Mm -hmm. um, for, yeah so I've gone as a single woman and now Matt and I have gone through our church, so it's mm-hmm. been that's really, mean. yeah,
0: <laughs> it's really cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you get kind of both both sides mm-hmm. and both inner city and like yeah, um, rural <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah that's really different. cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, how did God call you guys to come to Ghana? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> when 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 we people ask us this question, it, it's uh, I find it like a tricky one because it was. A little bit funny how it happened um but also just i think god being uh sovereign in that decision is Mm -hmm. uh, true as well um i like read read the email we got from our uh sending organization and um we had a couple options that they had presented for um just countries and um kind of projects that they had Mm -hmm. proposed to us um and we were kind of Tasked with praying over that, and yeah, we we did that, and I think the one one day an email kind of came through, and we weren't sure we had like selected um, Ghana as like our kind of final decision. I think we were leaning towards it, but we weren't like didn't feel like we had said yes fully <laughs> to it yet. <laughs> so I I came home the one day and I I said to Hannah, I was like, did you did you see that we're we're going to Ghana? And she was like. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it for you. yeah, so it was just kind of in an email. and then, um, At the very bottom, at it the bottom, was like, yeah.
2: may the Lord bless you, be with you as, as you, you prepare. prepare to go to Ghana. Yeah. And You're I like, totally oh, skimmed right. over it. And yeah, <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, That's so. funny.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny how God works sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your experience here and how you've seen God glorified through your time at City of Refuge Ministries? Mm
3: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, just coming from Canada and, um, one of the main things I think we saw God glorified in was, um, through worship here. Um, yeah, whether that be through like a Wednesday night, um, Bible study or, um, kind of Sunday morning service, um, time of worship and uh, music and singing, uh, I think it was just a unique cultural experience, mm-hmm. different compared to um, the church back home in Canada. But um, yeah, just getting to hear um, His name praised in different languages. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even though you don't understand those languages, um, uh, just seeing people glorify God that way was very special.
0: mm mm-hmm. You'll go back and want to like dance and (laughs) jump around. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, and then just another uh, thing, even with worship, but also hearing um, sermons or the message in a different language, too, was really Mm. special to hear the gospel that way. Um, One of our supporters back home actually sent us um, like a mission, a book on missions um, Mm. that I read during my time here. And it kind of reminding me of that, but it's called um, Let the Nations Be Glad, mm. um, The Supremacy of God in Missions, and it's by uh, John Piper. Mm. But I just wanted to read kind of one um, kind of part he had in answering the question of um, how diversity magnifies the glory of God. Mm. He had kind of four points, but I'll just kind of read one of them. Um, so he said, there is a beauty and power of praise that comes from unity and diversity. That is greater than which comes from unity alone or unity of uniformity. So, mm-hmm. I think just yeah, being able to see God's creativity and uh, mm-hmm. the different people that He's made and mm-hmm. different languages, um, just um, I feel I felt the, like highlighted God and His glory uh, greatly mm-hmm. while we're here.
0: Yeah, that's a really cool point of view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes on Sunday mornings, like because we're a church in Ghana, we'll have. Just for other people to know, we'll have different languages. But in our current setting, we've got ju- not just English, but Chui, right. Ga, Elwe, <laughs> Fanti, <Elway, Fante, laughs> like all, like probably Lots. six different languages at a time in mm-hmm. a congregation. So when it's time to pray, yeah. you hear those different languages. When it's time to worship in your own language, then they worship in that. So you're right. Mm-hmm. Just getting to experience that diversity. Sometimes, as somebody who's been here a long time, I take that for, for granted. It's mm-hmm. a really yeah. beautiful way that God's glorified. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so how do you feel that you chose to be intentional about living missionally when you've been here at City of Refuge?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think outside um, our regular, I guess, assigned roles here, um, I think we both chose to do, uh, spend our outs, our margin time. I guess a bit differently. Um, I think there was an importance to spend time uh, in our marriage. So sometimes saying no to kids or mm-hmm. um, and making sure that we communicate every day, um, mm-hmm. even though we're on this. You know, uh, campus, and we work together or very closely. um, There's still so much that, yeah, we we could not communicate with one another.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, (laughs) Yeah. we found that like uh, maybe earlier on that Mm. we felt like we got to the end of the day and we weren't um, on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just kind of said like, hey, we need some time to debrief we Mm -hmm. call it time to debrief together whether that be kind of over lunch or yeah at at the end of the day if that didn't work out but i think that was important yeah for our marriage Mm -hmm. um just to yeah so that through our marriage we can glorify god that way and live live more effectively on missions
3: yeah yeah that's awesome
2: yeah and then i think um like, Matt was decided to do a Bible study with some of the boys on the weekend, mm-hmm. and um, I made it a point to go to the kitchen a little bit more often and help out when I could. Um, I think food was a big—I um, don't know if that's living missionally, but I think <laughs> both of us <laughs> were noticed a little bit more that in a mono culture or— maybe versus Canada where there's so many different cuisines that you can um, make or cook um, Mm -hmm. when we uh, yeah we just noticed how important local food is and um, enjoying their dishes and so I think I really enjoy cooking so I made a point of trying to learn some things
0: <laughs> yeah. are you gonna take any of them back home with you hopefully as yeah. long as i can find mm-hmm. <laughs> find ingredients and things like that yeah yeah mm-hmm. so tell tell people what you guys did as mm-hmm. your maybe mm-hmm. as your sure. job Probably as well while cool. yeah. you were here
3: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah so for myself um yeah, yeah I, I came to help out primarily with tutoring for um, several boys. Uh, One was in grade seven, the other was in grade nine, and then um, two others were in grade 12. So typically, my regular day would look like um, tutoring them in the morning and then lunch uh, break. And then I would go to the school on campus here at uh, City of Refuge Ministries, so it's called um, Faith Roots International Academy. Um, mm-hmm. and I helped them out um, in some art classes and then also with their uh, physical education program so I got to teach the kids the fun classes <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah and uh, yeah I was in their social work office impact one department uh, so we are involved in a lot of different programs, but a lot of work with single mothers in the community, um, family, community type programs, to put it very
0: short and simply. <laughs> <laughs> They're a very busy, yeah. b- very busy department. That's mm-hmm. great. And how did you see, like, how did you need to be intentional in your own relationship with Christ mm-hmm. while serving?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um we made a good habit of um being reading the word um in the mornings. Um yeah, typically we w- we would probably work out in the morning um together or go for a run uh, down the rural road that we have right right here and then after kind of just read read the Bible. Um and yeah, just maybe praying together as well, um, going for prayer walks or separate. um, We found that very foundational here. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I think starting each day, um, making sure that we're not doing anything out of our own strength, because I think, especially in our first couple months, trying to, (laughs) <laughs> adjust to everything and learn our new roles trying to do that and I mean even now that we feel a bit more comfortable still starting each day surrendering our agendas and um, just making sure that we're in tune with how the Holy Spirit leads leads our yeah, speech and conduct towards others
0: mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. I think one thing that's interesting is that I think a lot of people, when they think, oh, you're a missionary, Mm -hmm. they think that those kinds of things come really easily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like your relationship with the Lord is really easy Mm -hmm. and your relationship with others is always beautiful. But there's so many challenges that come to Mm -hmm. living cross-culturally and also living in an environment where you're living and serving in the same place. Mm -hmm. So sometimes those Challenges when you're not intentional, um, can yeah can be really hard to have yeah. that personal relationship with Jesus. So mm-hmm. I love hearing how you guys.
2: Yeah, we definitely didn't out. do that, or at least I can speak for myself. I didn't do that every day, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I understood more the importance of doing right. that. I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, there's the days that I do do it, and the days that I don't. There's quite a difference in how my
0: day goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just the capacity that you have. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's true. So um, with missions, it's not always easy. It's sometimes very challenging. But even in the challenging seasons, we can see how God moves and grows us. And um, so I'd love to hear some of your experiences that were like both and. Like mm-hmm. they're both joyful and hard or you know those both and experiences that kind of shape our lives. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah the one that we thought of was uh, like we've said already just the living and working in the same space. I think uh, we recognize that we may never have the opportunity to live so closely with community again Mm -hmm. um where from the moment you wake up to the time that you go to bed (laughs) you're always hearing voices or seeing people that you know um constantly throughout your day um and it's and it yeah it's it's so beautiful to live so closely and i think it's really challenged us as we've thought about how we want to transition back to canada But at the same time, it is very, (laughs) it can be very difficult to um, consistently live in close community well and in a way that glorifies the Lord Um, and with strength, because I think it's easy to get complacent in some of the ways that we serve when we are always around the same people. I don't know if that makes yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think kinda comparing it to um maybe more Western Mm -hmm. culture, just the the value in Ghana of um just being a more like collective group society compared to Western where it's more individualistic. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I think we talked about how when we go back home it'll be easy to just Go inside your <laughs> home and not see anyone for however long you choose. <laughs> Whereas mm-hmm. here, um, it's it's yeah, it's highly valued um, to kind of gather together and be in a group, and mm-hmm. which I think is a biblical value as well, and sort of not failing to meet together, but mm-hmm. encouraging one another. So I think that's something that we've really appreciated about Ghanaian culture, and yeah, hope to take that sort of that value back home with us and do that Mm -hmm. once we're back Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's definitely um yeah definitely a community-based culture (laughs) so there's both challenges and wonderful beautiful things that you can learn from yeah were there any other things that were kind of those both and experiences that you wanted to share no I think
1: that yeah that was was the main main one one? that stood Mm -hmm. out to us I think
0: okay yeah so thinking about how you're preparing to transition home, what does that look like? You guys are going back to Canada in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and yeah, what does that look like for you guys?
1: Yeah, so kind of our, I guess, plan right now will um, spend a little bit of time in Europe before we head home, so kind of a bit of a an in-between in that sense. <laughs> That's um, nice yeah just some time to rest Mm -hmm. and um, yeah time to reflect as well on kind of our past eight months in Ghana Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah so we've started looking for places to rent back home so just the practical side of things as well Um, and then once we get back home to Saskatchewan um, we'll just be living with Hannah's family for a bit most likely unless we maybe find somewhere to rent but I think we'll be there uh, at least for a couple weeks, is my guess. Um, and then, yeah, we'll probably just spend some time um, debriefing with our uh, sending organization, too.
2: Yeah, and church and yeah mentors. And, um, yeah, we've already started a bit of that debriefing process mm-hmm. with you guys here and mm-hmm. um, our sending office in Ghana and... So it's it's been very helpful to start to process things mm-hmm. on the field and then process in a neutral <laughs> ground in right. Europe a little bit. Right. Um, kind of not in Canada, but not in mm-hmm. the place that we've been serving. And then, yeah, continue to process some of those things once
0: we get back to Canada. Mm-hmm. And you'll both be jumping back into work. Oh, yes,
1: right, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and actually found a job in Canada while she was here, Um, Mm -hmm. so that was a... Congratulations. (laughs) That's (laughs) not an easy task. No, yeah, it was a
2: huge blessing. I think Uh, the Lord really put the right connections in place, Mm -hmm. and it was a very um, smooth job find. Like, yeah, it it was really, really, really good. Yeah,
1: awesome. Yeah, and then I'll be... um, continuing with uh the company that I left before I ca- before I came to Ghana so okay awesome yeah. yeah
0: okay um so how will your experiences in missions I mean maybe you don't know the answer to this question yet but mm-hmm. how will your experience this past year kind of help or l- filter into what you're transitioning into what what is it going to look like for your future
1: mm-hmm. yeah no, that's a good question um i think yeah we're not too sure how it'll look yet um i think yeah we've talked with um lots of friends and mentors and um people that are older and wiser and Mm. maybe have done missions more than us or just yeah in more more wisdom than we do um about kind of this question of like what the future might look like um yeah and i think we are trying to be patient in this mm-hmm. in-between time and not feel like we need to rush to um, to tell people our plans when they ask oh what's next mm-hmm. or to, to feel the need to have a plan so i think yeah just patience um, and trusting in god in this in-between time um, and yeah just being diligent as well to listen to what um, his plans are for us
0: yeah i really like that mm-hmm. that just I don't have a plan and that's okay and mm-hmm. and even if you guys have a plan that might not be what you need to share with others at right. the time so just mm-hmm. yeah learning to listen to to God about what what the time and place is mm-hmm. for, for what he's called you to that's yeah. really sweet so because you guys are kind of in this in between season and you're wrapping up your time in Ghana and preparing to mm-hmm. to go back home there will probably be a big change in culture and time, that's a big one for Ghana, to the Western culture, and work and all of those things. So how are you kind of holding that tension of goodbyes and hellos?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I think the goodbyes, um, yeah, it is like this tension, I think, because you are still here and yet you have to be kind of thinking ahead and preparing for hellos a bit. Um, but yeah, for goodbyes, I think we've been really... Um
1: we've been writing some <laughs> goodbye notes to people over these last couple of days. So yeah. we're, we're leaving um, quorum um, in two days' time. So kind of just, yeah, writing those more personal notes to. Mm-hmm. Um, People we've connected with, um, Mm -hmm. and I think
2: an important one for us has been to make sure that people know that um, we may not be back. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the kids, especially, I think lots of them have asked, "Oh, when will you be back?" Mm -hmm. And I think to be really careful about saying like, "Promise." yeah, Yeah, exactly. Not saying, "Oh, we'll be back." shortly or I don't know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, cause we don't know what the Lord has for us yet. And so, um, just being clear
0: and careful about some of those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really wise. Mm-hmm. And is your family um, looking forward to welcome you <laughs> g- welcoming y- you guys back home? <laughs>
1: yeah, no, they they <laughs> definitely are. I think we... We the day we get back is yeah. kinda coincides with the Canadian Thanksgiving oh, okay. weekend. <laughs> okay. So it's a ho- holiday Big Monday family for holiday, people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll kinda have a, a larger family gathering. Mm-hmm. Um and that's probably, sweet. maybe have turkey, we're not sure, but. <laughs> maybe
2: have some special requests <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of things that we that
0: missed. you've missed out yeah. on, yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll see <laughs> yeah. that's awesome, mm-hmm. well, this may I mean you might have already answered this with what we've just talked about what i'm what's your plan for the future or what mm. what are you walking into
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so probably um. Uh, mm yeah just walking into yeah time getting back into jobs and kind of yeah just getting maybe more grounded in our home culture again Mm -hmm. um yeah it'll be kind of new a new job for hannah but kind of um same for me so i think yeah just getting settled and back into that routine um yeah we're not sure what god has for us in growing our family um Mm -hmm. but um what kids or it might look like in the future wh- whenever that might be but um, yeah I think we're just we're looking forward to being home and kind of uh, getting settling to see our, yeah, yeah settling mm-hmm. down and seeing our families and friends again so
0: that's awesome so as you're kind of root, you know g- going to a place where you want to kind of settle some roots for a little bit what does missional living look like hmm. going back into your home culture
2: yeah, this has been something that we've reflected on, I think, quite a bit uh, because we recognize that um, we won't, re- well, yeah, we won't be quote unquote missionaries or um, we'll be in more secular jobs again. And so being intentional to um, really Yeah, just like we were before we came to Ghana, um, being involved in our local church and being a light to our colleagues. And um, also I think uh, the Lord has put it on our hearts to Canada is a country that is often welcoming newcomers. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we've really appreciated some of the small and big ways people have welcomed us to this new culture and country and so really like keeping an eye out especially for newcomers and Mm. foreigners to continue cross-cultural ministry I think while we're in Canada um
0: that's a great that's a great way to kind of cross that bridge Mm. yeah do you guys have any other things that you want to share before we close with our final questions
1: yeah, I think um, yeah we weren't sure what um, this was our first kind of long-term uh, missions as a couple together um, overseas missions. Um, so I think yeah we were just we we're just very grateful for um, how the Lord has stretched us and grown us in this time. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like we said earlier, it, it or I gu- in I've heard them sometimes say. It, it wasn't easy, uh, <laughs> but uh, God has been faithful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think we can uh, say that as well, that there's been challenges and times of growth, but I think um, God has been faithful in mm-hmm. uh, working through those times. Um, so, yeah, just um, mission. this mission's opportunity that we had um, has grown us as a couple and individuals, and we're just, uh, yeah, very grateful for it. So. Yeah.
2: yeah, Yeah, and I think as we go back, and even as... Um, I think you kind of mentioned it earlier, but maybe reiterating that, yeah, mission, missionaries are just <laughs> normal Christians. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just because we've been uh, being disciples in a different country than our home one, um, yeah, it doesn't make us any stronger, I guess. or right. um, And so... Yeah, just, just like we're missionaries here, I guess we'll s- still be missionaries in Canada, just mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe in a less professional manner. Right. Um,
0: yeah, I think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's good. So we have two closing questions. <laughs> so in the spirit of the in-between, what is one thing that God is teaching you right now?
1: Yeah, I think for myself, I think the... He's teaching me, and I knew it would be true, but that um when you do live intentionally with uh, with others that goodbyes are hard mm-hmm. um, but that's a good thing, and that um mm-hmm. even though that goodbyes are hard that uh, God is still sovereign in um his plans so
2: mm-hmm. um. being patient to uh, process things, I don't think I'm that good at um processing kind of uh yeah i guess like this transition can be overwhelming a Mm. bit in some senses Mm -hmm. and um just being i don't know just being patient for that clarity um and (laughs) patient that with my emotions as well. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I don't, that wasn't a super clear answer. But <laughs> as you can see, I haven't processed that
0: And response. I think that's, that's exactly how people are sometimes yeah. when they're transitioning. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not an easy part of the journey.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. A fun way to close things up. <laughs> what is something that always makes you laugh?
2: Okay, I'll say it. Um, I think something that makes me laugh in Ghana or at Corm, specifically, city mm-hmm. of refuge, um, is there's this there's a bunch of boys that are around the same age, like five or so, <laughs> and they travel around campus as this little little pack, little <laughs> pack. <laughs> and they're always up to shenanigans mm-hmm. and. They're a pretty funny crew to just observe.
0: <laughs> yeah. That is very true. <laughs> yeah. They do make you laugh a bit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, for me, maybe it's just, um, yeah, some of the kids here at Quorum, just hearing, t- hearing them talk and uh, laugh uh, also makes me laugh and brings me joy. Yeah. That's, Aww.
0: That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the Storied In Between podcast. And um, yeah, we'll look forward to getting to hear all that God does in and through you guys as you guys transition back to Canada. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Storied In Between podcast. You can check out the show notes for this episode, my blog, and more information about this podcast on my website, www.thestoriedinbetween.com. You can find this podcast on Instagram and Facebook at The Storied In Between Podcast. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week as we continue our topic of living missionally with my friend Benita Hopkins. I'll close out with a quote from author Dan Allender, who says, so take seriously the story that God has given you to live. It's time to read your own life, because your story is the one that could set us all ablaze.